Hello and welcome to the Generation Gap podcast with me, Clive Glover, and uh, this time, once again, my guest is Anna. Hello, Anna. Hi, Clive. And this time we're going to actually talk about, it sounds a bit strange, we're going to talk about podcasts and radio. Um, And before we do start, though, I will mention that we've done something quite interesting recently. We've done a survey at Radio Verulam on our podcasts and how many people are downloading and listening to them. And I'm pleased to say that the Generation Gap podcast came out as number four in our top ten of most listened to podcasts, which is great, isn't it? Yeah, I know. It's we're obviously doing something right. <laughs> it might be something to do with me. It's probably more likely my guests, I'm sure. Oh, no. Um, well, with one particular guest who I won't mention, um, I know that she's obviously got lots of fans because suddenly one of those was like three times the amount of people listening. <laughs> I'm sure it wasn't because of me. Um, anyway, so we're going to talk about podcasts in a sense of the difference now between what you can do and listen to as a sort of a person now. Back when I was your age, which is a long time ago in the 1970s, we actually only had a handful of radio stations, basically, and um, nothing like podcasts. I mean, you, you had cassette tapes you could listen to. And there were things like audiobooks on cassette tapes, for example. So there was a beginning of this kind of thing, but absolutely nothing like the choice you've got these days, which is basically infinite. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to just sort of explore that. And so I suppose I'll tell a little story first. And basically, when I was young, I got quite into radio and listening to radio. Um, but I found out, I mean, those days, there was things that you could listen to stations from around the world on, on shortwave. I don't know if you've ever heard of shortwave. Basically, no, I haven't, actually. No, it's just a term that we use. I mean, radio, the, the, the waves for radio are basically different lengths. Mm. It's all a bit complicated. But um, some radio stations, like, like Radio Verulam, is on FM radio. So you can hear the signal for about, I suppose, 20 miles away from our transmitter, so 20 miles from St Albans. Yeah. But, on, but some, some sort of radio systems, um, the old-fashioned ones, um, could be heard further away. And then the shortwave radio had a particular... Um, technical uh, technical feature which is the signals kind of go up into the sky and bounce off the clouds or actually there's a layer of radiation around the earth which they bounce off and so they bounce and they back to the ground and bounce again and bounce again and bounce again i think i learned about this when i was doing um gcse science because you learn about the electromagnetic spectrum and then all of the wavelengths along that so i think i have definitely touched upon this but I was trying to explain it simply, but it's not a simple thing, really. But but essentially what happens is with shortwave radio, you could sit here and tune into a station that was coming from America or from Australia or something. And so it's quite fun to listen to those stations. Um, and in the days when I was beginning to get into this sort of stuff, it was also the time when the um, there was quite a lot of propagandist radio stations around the world because we still had lots of countries which were run by communists and they particularly had these propaganda radio stations. And it's quite fun to listen to them because they were so blatantly biased in what they were saying, mm. you know, and um, the, the um, ones around Europe were generally named after the capital city. So you had a sort of Radio Prague and you had a Radio Warsaw and you had Radio Moscow, particularly, of course, as a big one. Yeah. And uh, they, they, they were broadcasting in English and obviously sort of propaganda. And it was just fun to listen to them, obviously, um, but recognising they were not possibly entirely telling the truth sometimes. Can you now, like, listen to snippets of old radio stations? Like, can you listen to that now? Like, there are there are some things around. I don't know whether there's any sort of um, 
it's probably on the internet. It's probably somebody's got some of them stashed away in various things, um, and that's the real difference. I mean, it was very exciting when I was young. You could put up a big aerial in your garden and listen to radio stations on medium wave, which was the sort of standard system you used here. Mm. Um, and there was one particular station in New York City which is, was possible to listen to because it was on a frequency that wasn't used in Europe at all. And it was a great achievement. I loved doing that. Sometimes parts of the year you could do this better than others. And you could sit there and listen to the news from New York City. Wasn't that amazing? That's awesome. Now, of course, you, you just go on the internet and find it without any trouble. So I was doing some research and I think it is amazing how radio can really immerse you and transport you like to somewhere different or um, it can really immerse you into the subject that it's talking about. Or like it's really transformative because it's like I find when I listen to radio, which I do sometimes, like it if it's from like a different area you you kind of feel like you're there you feel part of the part of the conversation as well well indeed and and there's always the standard little joke that you know the pictures are better on radio because you you formulate a picture in your mind about the the people you know what the people look like if you're listening to a play yeah you know you're sort of you you you're hearing the voices and you're probably deciding that person is tall and dark haired or whatever and they probably aren't at all but basically you have images you conjure up of who these what these people are like i should say and often then of course if you actually see those the actors and so on, you say oh my goodness that's not at all what i expected them to look like yeah because it's like when we because when clive and i did for all the viewers um for all the listeners listening when clive and i first did the po- um podcast we didn't even we hadn't met each other so we didn't really know what each other looked like so when we met, it was kind of a surprise because you do have a bit of an image in your head of what the person's going to look like and then they might be completely different. Oh, I'll take that person. No, 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 no. <laughs> Not in a bad way at all. <laughs> no, no, okay. Well, exactly the point. And also, I mean, when you read a book, you also do the same yes, process, really. Exactly. You imagine the characters and what they look like. Um, but radio plays, I mean, if you listen to um, a well-produced radio play and all the special effects and so on it can be actually amazing and if you have good headphones on that sort of stuff i remember listening to a a a drama which was about um you know captain scott going to the south pole oh wow and and it was the story of of them there and they they were obviously in their little tents with the wind howling round so you you on your headphones you're listening in stereo you get the sound effects of it all whizzing around in your head can be really amazing that's quite not many people do things quite like that as well as well as that but you can do it it's pretty pretty brilliant anyway so my, my my thesis shall we say is that young people these days don't really know how lucky they are in terms of all the uh, choices they have but they don't necessarily make a choice of listening to radio stations um generally because um the image of radio is really about playing music and obviously you've got other choices for listening to music in particular, you've got streaming services, obviously like Spotify, where you can curate your own um, list of playlist of, of music and just listen to the, your favourite songs over and over and over again. Uh, the only problem I have with that is that you you don't then find out all the new stuff, do you? No, and I suppose with with Spotify, it's really popular because you can tailor your playlists um, to be exactly how you want them to be. And also, I was doing some kind of thinking and. Um, Spotify is like hugely popular amongst my age group because it's quite interesting there's also podcasts on Spotify which I think are a threat to radio and like there's categories that the podcasts are ranked in so you can have like society and culture top podcasts comedy top podcasts um and also radio interviews are now made into podcasts so you can kind of access them at any time 
So that kind of, I think, decreases the amount of people who are listening to the radio live. But I also did a bit of research and it's quite interesting how um, there's an article in The Guardian and they were saying how younger viewers are decreasingly listening to radio. So in 20, between 2010 and 2018, the amount of time listening to radio plummeted 29% between uh, for 15 to 24 year olds. And the yeah, the BBC found that 15 to 34 year olds spent more time listening to music streaming services, such as, as you were saying, like Spotify, Apple, Amazon Music, like there's just much choice. I think radio gets pushed aside nowadays. Yeah, of course, the thing about radio is that um, somebody is producing all the things for you. They're doing the speaking, they're, they're choosing the music for you and so on. And that was good enough before and people like to listen to that. This is the current songs we like. Then there's also new, new songs and the rest of it. Oh, wow, so-and-so's had a new song out. That's really great. Yeah. And that's the thing which you can't quite replicate when you're doing it yourself. Um, you can obviously look around and choose new songs and so on. It's actually quite quite a big job to create a playlist if you do it regularly. It is. I know some is. people have play, playlists for when I'm doing, you know, my exercises. Playlists when I'm lounging around doing nothing. Playlists when I'm cooking. Yeah, I have playlists for when I'm chilling, for when I'm exercising, for when I'm sad, <laughs> for when I'm happy, like for all of my moods. But also, I think on a different bit of a different note. I think with radio people like I listen to LBC and I think sometimes people listen because they really like the presenter and that's a big part of radio like they focus in on the presenter and who's actually talking on the radio and I think people become invested in that person they listen because of that so that is I think a bit of a unique selling point of radio that um yeah people listen for for the presenter because they like their opinions and they like the way that they present like for example in my family we really like listening to jeremy vine on bbc radio 2 and like, you, we catch him between like 12 and 2 um and we make sure we're listening to him over lunchtime but uh that's what's quite different about radio to maybe po- but you kind of have a similar thing with podcasts where you might like the like you listen to the podcast because you might like the dynamic between the two people because they're really funny or something um mm. Yeah, but okay. I mean, that, that's the thing that, that radio is perhaps personality-led yeah. in some ways, and that's the thing you're saying that you know you particularly like listening to Jeremy Vine, so you make an effort to you find out what time of day he's on the radio, and then you listen to him and so on. Um, and do you watch his television show as well? No, but funnily enough, I actually was going to go and watch it. I actually got an invite because a, a lady who used to do podcasts with you, Clive. I can't, I can't quite remember her name. Natalie. Yes. Yes, I was going to say exactly that. She's the producer or one of the producers for his Yeah, so I, I met her and that's how I got in contact with you. And she was going to um, invite me to come and watch the programme, but we couldn't because of COVID. But that would have been really cool. That's right. Oh, or you can take her up on Hopefully, that again. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's it. I know that it's a it's a small world, really. Sometimes these things, isn't mm. it? I mean, she she stopped doing the generation gap because she got a job of being a TV producer. I don't know. She moved on to what a bigger and better things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I mean, that's the the kind of idea about this. Now, also, I just wanted to mention, and it's the sort of historical perspective. And if you've been reading about this, um, I mean, the thing was in this country, the BBC was the only radio. Um, company for many many years until actually 1973 I think mm-hmm. where actually the first first commercial station was LBC in fact 
Um, and obviously now there's lots and lots of choice, including all ra- local radio stations like um, Radio Verulam, obviously we have to mention. Obviously. We have personalities as well. There are certainly people who tune in to particular programmes because they know or like the, the presenters, and that, that is a, a good point. And, of course, it is unique, and it's unique to our local area, which is what we're doing. So it's good. There's, there's some future for the radio, I'm yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it is a real issue. You know, you say, is this going to just disappear? And in fact, uh, I'm mentioning, you know, a radio. And to me, of course, I've grown up with a radio being a sort of box of various types and shapes and so on that you can carry around with you or you can, it's got a big one in the kitchen, that kind of stuff, as a radio set. But these are actually going out of fashion now. I mean, they're almost disappearing. And someone was telling me that they've been in the States recently and um, it's almost impossible possible now to buy a radio set it just doesn't exist because so many people now use some um, smart speakers instead yeah they're becoming kind of retro I think like I remember seeing radios that look really retro and you're like oh people would have that in their house because they think it's kind of like a stylized item and it it looks all retro people don't really use it for its function more for how it looks <laughs> Really? I mean, of course, back in, I suppose, the sort of 1940s and so on, radio actually was um, part of your sort of room. It was the furniture because it was a great big box with big speakers. And it's before television so that you had it in the middle of your living room and everybody gathered around in the living room to listen to the radio. And I mean, people don't probably gather around to watch television in the same way even now, no. but because um, everybody's got their own things and watching their own sh- programs and whatever. Um, but that was, you know, it was the sort of centerpiece of the the room, and that's quite hard to imagine. If you see all those sort of World War Two pictures, you'll see people listening to, you know, Churchill speaking to them on the radio. Yeah, because I think now you, as you were saying, kind of with smart speakers. You can get apps like with LBC, um, you have Global Player, which has loads of that has loads of different radios on and that radio stations on. And then you have BBC Sounds, which has all the BBC radio stations on. So people just download the apps, have it on their phone, have their smart speaker, can listen to it anywhere, can download episodes off of those apps. So people don't need a radio really anymore. Well, I mean, I think you're quite unusual for your age group in, in listening to LBC, for example. I, I don't know how many other of your friends, if you ask them, would listen to yeah. LBC. Or I don't think many, many would. And I only listened to it because my mum listened to it. And I thought, oh, I'll give this a go. And I actually, it's really great because it has so many debates on it that I really find interesting. I mean, but the point is that um, that's what I said at the beginning, really, that people think of radio as being basically a music-based thing, which, of course, most radio stations are, Mm. um, which is fine. But it depends. I mean, if you have a very sort of, um, I suppose, you have either a mainstream interest in music, the sort of local current pop charts and whatever, or perhaps you have a specialist one like jazz, then you can find a jazz Mm -hmm. station. But these days, you know, the the original jazz music station was actually in California in 1940-something, and it's still there. And, of course, online you can go and tune in and listen to the station from San Francisco. Why not? I even found out that um, the BBC had an empire service, which began regular service in 1932 and was directed at British citizens living in colonies in Africa and Asia. So that's quite interesting how the BBC were broadcasting probably from the UK or London, maybe, but they were reaching British citizens all the way across the world. I have a secret to tell you. The BBC World Service still exists. It broadcasts in English to the whole world. Oh, yeah, of course. And in, in, in multiple languages as well. So that's, that's where it came from. Um and I remember visiting where they, they were based in London. They're not there anymore. They had this very old-fashioned sort of building, and um, 
what's it called? Um, I remember what I've forgotten it's called now. And um, it's just off the Strand. Anyway, the point was that I went there and it looked like it was still in 1940. They had all really old-fashioned equipment and things like that. Um, but they were broadcasting... Uh, all over the world, and um, they still do. And that, that's the remnants of what I said about shortwave radio. I mean, the BBC was doing those broadcasts on shortwave like all the other broadcasters around the world. But these days, I've got a radio still. You can tune in on shortwave. There's almost nothing really? there. They've turned them all off, and they do everything on the internet, yeah. Oh, so even if you had a radio, you wouldn't have that much to listen to, or if it was shortwave? Well, there are some, but, um, yeah, it's, it's, a bit, it's nothing like it used to be, you know. No, it's not like it used to be. <laughs> oh, dear. In my yeah, day. back in the old um, days. Absolutely. Um, so, I mean, the, choi- the thing is, that you've got so much choice now, it must be very difficult to make a choice, and that's one of the issues as well. Um, there's actually an app, which is the most brilliant app I've ever seen, and, and somebody um, I know was involved in, in designing it, and it's called the Radio Garden. Oh, you mentioned this to me, but I haven't, I haven't looked it up yet. I might make a note of it, actually. Yeah, and what what happens is Radio Garden, it's basically a, a globe. It's a bit like, um, I suppose, um, Google Earth. Yeah. So you've got the whole world, and you can sort of spin it and go in on different directions. So you can zoom in on a particular part of the world, and little dots appear on on the map. Mm-hmm. And each dot is a radio station. Oh, wow. And you can literally, literally select a dot, and then you hear that radio station. And so you can go around the whole world and just sort of spin it round and... Where shall I go now? And the thing is, those say, you know, type of apps come like a fun game to play. Like it's so fun to be on those apps because you can like, and also what I study French, so it would be great for me because I could just listen to a French radio um, to expose myself to the language. Or if you're learning a language, you can do it. You can help um, yourself learn by doing it that way. But um, oh, that's awesome. That's really cool. What I found was a number of people I know who use that are sort of obsessed with strange or different musical styles, like you know, Cuban yeah. music or something like that. And so they they, they can just tune into stations yeah. in Cuba and listen to the their music and that sort of thing. So it's really yeah, it's it's really interesting and it's basically very exciting. And of course, you could probably spend many many hours just playing around with these Definitely. things and, and listening to all. Because I've found like with Google Maps. I enjoy just, despite there being no radio points on there, I just enjoy looking at Google Maps and looking at different areas. I find that really fun. So I'm sure I'd enjoy Radio Garden just as much. Well, yeah, I mean, this is, I suppose, the other point is that really it's it's, um, opening up to the whole world so you can do things you couldn't do before. I mean, you know, some years ago, you could listen to radio from around the world, but you probably didn't. Most people didn't really know much about that. And so you just heard your local stuff, the BBC, yeah. and that was it. And um, nothing wrong with BBC, but I mean, just mentioned. <laughs> but now, of course, there's hundreds and hundreds of stations you've got even locally. Well, it's really good, I think, to have loads of loads of stations to be able to listen to them because it just gives you more of a global perspective and it kind of transports you a bit into their culture and what's going on elsewhere. Because you can't with the BBC, like it is every. I think everything is a little bit biased, so you're kind of being fed similar things on a day to day basis. So it is good to try and vary what you listen to. Um, definitely, yeah. 
Well, I'm sure any station you listen to anywhere in the world has a bias of some kind as well. Yeah, I that's mean, true. That's the sort of thing you, you, you kind of it balances out, I suppose, is the answer, isn't it? If there's some big international dispute going on and you listen to the radio stations from both countries, for example, you might find that. I suppose at the moment with football going on, if you listen to the commentary on the uh, German radio, for example, next week <laughs> or this week, um, you might find a very different view about how the yeah, match is going. Yeah, definitely. You definitely would. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So um, do you think that you are a bit, I, mean, I think you're probably slightly unusual in terms of your, your sort of listening because you obviously are quite, um, what's the word? I don't know. You're, you're interested enough and you sort of go and explore these things and, and different ways of listening in different stations. Um, many of your friends, would they be the same or do they just listen to Station X? And that's it, basically, because that's the way a lot of people go. I actually don't think my friends would probably listen to radio at all. <coughs> I really don't think they would. I think they'd listen to podcasts on Spotify. They'd listen to music on Spotify. Maybe they'd listen to radio if it was on in their house. The thing is, we at in our house we have like a not uh, we have a radio uh, like a radio box. It's not a radio. I don't know what you call it. You can put CDs into it as well, and then we have speakers in the ceiling so you can listen to it around the house. So we just have the radio on as background noise, but. Oh, it's a Sonos or something. Is it's it? not. It's not as modern as that. I can't remember what it. I can't remember the brand. Anyway, but I think I probably am a bit unusual because I just tend to sometimes listen to LBC when I'm like doing things in my bedroom or I want something on in the background. Um, but I tend to. I have certain presenters who I like to listen to, so I sometimes tune in on like during that time period, so I catch what they're saying. Mm. But I think I probably am quite unusual. I don't think many of my friends have never mentioned listening to radio to me. I really don't think they really would. Well, no, I mean, we've found over the years, um, talking to school children various times and things like that, they they don't really listen. Of course, younger ones listen or no, listen simply because their parents are, are tuning in and exactly. listen to something. Um, but, I mean, it's not really a habit that people have got into in the way that I, I sort of grew up I think like that, that um, my people my age wouldn't go out of their way to listen to radio, but they might listen to it in a circumstantial way, such as, on the car in the car on the way to school like they have the radio on or it will just be on in their house so they maybe will catch some of what's going on on the radio but they wouldn't actually go out of their way to download an app to listen to it or to get a radio like, I think they would listen to it maybe if they were in the situation that lend itself to having a radio on but they wouldn't go out of their way to actually listen to it right well this is where you can do something then obviously you can go and tell all your friends to go and download the podcast and listen to you yeah I definitely will. I definitely Absolutely. will because I don't think many of my friends actually listen to these podcasts. So I should probably spread the word a little bit. Well, obviously at Radio Verulam, we're trying to get people to listen to the radio and listen to us. Yeah, of course, <laughs> so it yeah. Helps. Um, but I mean, we actually did something rather odd. I don't know if I ever mentioned this to you, but some years ago, um, there was uh, an occasion we we uh, were contacted by Sandringham yeah. School about their Space Week. And part of their space week, they'd made an arrangement to actually um, connect up with the uh, International Space Station and talk to Tim Peake, the British astronaut who was there at the yeah. time. And so we actually said, oh, that's great. We'll, we'll broadcast that. So we linked up so we could broadcast it. And I don't know if you ever see, you may have seen anything about it at the school. At one point, there was posters all over the school about it. Um, basically, um, the, they connected up and uh, a student called Jessica, I've forgotten her surname, was talking to Tim Peake for about three or four minutes um, live. And we broadcast oh that. Gosh. And then the next the, the next day, Ofcom, uh, the 
regulator for radio, suddenly put out a press release saying that we Radio Verulam was the first radio station in the country ever to do a live broadcast with the space oh. station. Oh, that's great publicity for Radio Verulam. Well, it was, and we were a bit surprised because we had no idea nobody had ever done that before. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, yeah, because I, I, I went to Sandringham for sixth form, so I remember there being, I remember seeing something about them chatting to Tim Peake, but that's awesome. That's why radio is so amazing because you can jump on an event and broadcast it live so so many other people can hear about it. Whereas if you didn't have the radio there, then it would only be people in the school that would witness what was going on. I don't remember having an email from a friend of mine who said it was amazing. He listened to it um, and he was actually on um, the underground in London yeah. at the time. Uh, and he picked it up online from us to, <laughs> to connect up to listen to. So, yeah, that's right. Well, it, 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 you know, we do try and do things differently and things that make people interested in listening. So do encourage all your friends, obviously, to listen to I the will, radio. I will, I uh, will. Not, not just because you're on it, although you won't be on the radio at the moment. We're not broadcasting this programme on the radio at the moment because um, for various technical reasons. Um, but obviously the podcast is always available mm-hmm. and to download. And um, I suppose it's second nature to you to download a podcast. You just flip through the podcast list and say, well, that sounds interesting. I'll just take it. It is a, difficult, though. I think with one. radio, it's good because you have one station that you listen to and you just stick with that station or you stick with that program or and you listen to that. But with podcasts, there's so much choice. Like, I find it really difficult to pick one. There's just so many out there. I don't I never know which one to actually pick. Really? Oh, I see. I mean, obviously, the radio stations, there's plenty of them you can listen to. But um, typically in the past, people listen to just one or two or three at the most radio stations. They flip between maybe a news one and maybe a yeah. music one. And you've got a choice of hundreds or thousands, I suppose, these days. And what you're saying is you, you just still probably only listen to one or two stations. Um, Probably. Yeah, probably. I don't I should probably... Uh, branch out a little bit more but with I try with podcasts I try and listen to different ones but I have I quite like podcasts where they're interviews so I tend to go for like uh Happy Place with Fern Cotton which is actually a really good podcast um mm. but I quite like the interviews but there's so many out there like it's it is difficult to choose which ones to listen to I find well, go and there we are. We're creating another one for people to choose yeah, as well. <laughs> We're adding to the adding to the struggles uh, and to the list. Yeah. Okay. Well, Anna, this is really interesting. Thank you. Um, we've ranged a little bit over this. I was trying to. It's it's one of those things which is a genuine difference. I think between the the sort of way that you're uh, able to do things now and when I was your age, it was a completely different world, uh, antique. In fact, I'm sure we had a choice of you know three radio stations, and that was it. <laughs> yeah i know there's it's so right. different nowadays like people don't realize how luck we don't realize how lucky we are as to the amount of choice there is well it's the same i keep trying to tell my children about how when i was little there was only two television stations two, two. you know one two that's it oh, it's crazy like now we've got streaming services netflix amazon bbc iplayer and you know you earlier you were talking about um how you used to listen to radios on cassette so would you how would that work would you record the would... Well, you, you could record things yourself, but also you could buy cassettes with 
radio programs on particularly plays and things like that you could buy cassettes um, I didn't particularly but I've got a few laying around somewhere I'm sure um, but yeah the, the main thing with the cassette recorder was you were able to record things and every on a Sunday afternoon when they played the top 20 songs most people sort of recorded that so they could then play them back to listen to the songs all yeah. the time yeah because they didn't have Spotify they didn't have like even I think what's also with the kind of uh, rising use of technology and like i and um apple ipods people are pe- like listening to music so much more accessible nowadays whereas obviously in the past you didn't have all of that technology to listen to music through and via um but yeah we are we're it's, it's such, yeah we're in such a developed world now that the choice is kind of never ending well, I mean, the, the good examples, I mean, early iPods, they sort of advertised them. You could get 10,000 songs on yeah. one iPod, which is... Never know, seen before. Great. But, but you know, before that, if you wanted 10,000 songs, the number of um, 12-inch albums or how many cassettes you had to put that lot on it would be a sort of suitcases full and you couldn't carry them. That's the thing as well. Like It's, it's so much easier to... They're so much more portable when you just have one device rather than having cassettes, which are quite heavy that you you wouldn't really be able to take away with you whereas with the iphone you can just take it on holiday you can take it on day trips you take it anywhere well i mean things when you had records you know albums 12 inch albums um, you had boxes to carry those around in and a box with maybe a dozen albums in weighed a ton you know carry carrying those things around you need a, you need a truck to carry them around but now I, I was in brighton recently and my friends and i went into a record shop and I feel like now records have become like really retro and trendy to have. And they're like, it's a whole kind of taking you back in time. But before they were just what everyone used to use. But now it's something that you have if you have that's kind of really cool and vintage. And yeah, it's, it's kind of become trendy. Well, I've always wanted one of the really old ones. You know, the ones you might have seen somewhere like Brighton in the shop. There was one down there for years. I was saw it in the window and I kept saying I like that but it was like £15,000 because it's a wind up one with a big horn oh wow and those original records were um, back in sort of 1920s and 30s and you had to literally wind the handle to wind the thing up and then it played the record and it didn't and it wasn't electronic it was all mechanical and it had this great big horn if you know the image of the his master's yes. voice with the dog sitting in front of the horn it was like one of those that's what I when you said that that's exactly what I pictured yeah, so they were real, and I've got some of those records somewhere about, but I haven't got anything to play them on now, <laughs> so there you go. Right, well look, um, I suppose a bit of wind up now, because we've come to the end of our time, yes. half an hour, that's about long enough for one of these yes. podcasts, for people to listen to us. Thank you very much, Anna, as usual, for uh, your interesting oh, discussion. Okay. And um, I've so now pegged you as being slightly unusual for your age, because you listen to speech yeah. radio, that's it. So we learned something about you today anyway. Um, and if you can convince some of your friends to do that as well, that might be good because we've got to keep people listening to radio. Otherwise, what's the point of having of a radio Of course, station? it's all about the relationship between the viewer and the, listen- the listener and the radio uh, <laughs> presenter. Yeah. Okay. So thank you very much. And you've been listening to the Generation Gap uh, podcast here um, from Radio Verulam 92.6 FM in St Albans. And um, if you look at our website, which is www.radioverulam.com, you will find something like, I've lost count now, I think it's about 1,800 um, podcasts you can listen to. As um, <laughs> as Anna was saying, of course, there's a huge choice, even from Radio Verulam. So um, have a look through that and try some of the podcasts, see what you think. And um, 
tell all your friends because we need all everybody we can to listen to podcasts if they're not listening to the radio. Thanks very much. Thanks, Anna, and um, speak to you again soon.